Move Forward Radio is brought to you by ChoosePT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at ChoosePT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Eric Reese. Brian DeCastro hardly fit the profile of someone likely to find himself in a life-and-death battle with COVID-19 this spring. He was 39 years old, in good health, with no significant underlying health conditions, yet that's exactly what happened. The novel coronavirus entered the family home in New Jersey and afflicted everyone, mother, father, two brothers, and Brian. Although his father was hospitalized for a week, COVID-19 hit Brian by far the hardest. He spent two weeks on a ventilator and another week at a rehab facility where he underwent intensive physical and occupational therapy. A determined patient, Brian worked fiercely to regain his strength, stamina, and mobility. When he finally returned home, he received a memorable welcome. He continues to recover and looks forward to resuming his career and a full return to his active lifestyle. In this episode of Move Forward Radio, Brian shares his story, starting with being blindsided by an illness that walloped him and describing the hard work and supportive people, healthcare staff, family, and friends, who helped him through the life-threatening experience. Here's our conversation with Brian. Thanks so much for joining us on Move Forward Radio. You literally are moving forward now after a very difficult stretch related to uh, contracting uh, COVID-19. You spent a long period on a ventilator. Uh, you received intensive uh, rehab, and, and you're continuing on, on the road to recovery now. You're 39 years old. You had no significant underlying health issues, and, and you didn't really fit the profile of someone who would have found themselves fighting for his life. But that's what happened. I understand that the virus hit you kind of out of the blue. Can you talk about that, when this was, where you were, your first symptoms and the circumstances. And also, Brian, I understand your whole family was infected. So I'm wondering where in the order of things your infection fell as opposed to that of your parents and your two brothers, uh, none of whose cases proved to be as severe as yours did. So let, let's start with uh, my, youngest, my youngest brother. My youngest brother works in New York okay. uh, in the financial district. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's the one that contracted the virus. And he okay. brought it back home to us. Okay. Well, when was that? Yeah, he contracted it maybe like... The middle of March. Okay. So he contracted early, the middle of March. And then he, he kind of spread to our whole family. And all of us got it, all different different severities. He, he got it and he got over it. Um, but I would say that I got it maybe the last week of March. And I would say six to seven days in mm-hmm. is when, is when I, I uh, realized I had to go to the hospital. What escalated then? How did this start out? Okay, and so, how did so it started, started, started with a cough, and then, with, and then I, I contracted a fever mm-hmm. after that. Um, soon after the fever, I started getting body aches, and I, I didn't get shortness of breath until the day before I left for, for the hospital, mm. the night before, because I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to go to the hospital until that morning of, because I, 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 I had trouble breathing. Mm-hmm. That, was, mm-hmm. that was April 5th. Were, were you, you know, that was around the time when, uh, you know, people were really kind of scared to go to the hospital because there were cases starting to mount there. Were you, were, I mean, obviously you felt like you needed to go to the hospital, but were you also nervous to go to the hospital? No, I don't, I don't, you know what, I, it was like desperation. Like I, I, I really had trouble reading. I, I, didn't, right. I wasn't even thinking about that at that, right. that morning. 
So, Brian, can you take us through sort of what happened when you got, got to the hospital? Was it assumed from the start that you had the virus? Were you taken immediately to a, a COVID-specific area of the hospital? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they immediately knew I had COVID. Yeah. I think I may have told them, too, I had COVID. Uh, they took my temperature, they took my vitals, and they immediately put me in the ICU. Mm-hmm. And then once I'm, I was in the ICU, uh, they, they immediately told me they needed to put me on the ventilator. Like within, I'll say within 30 minutes. Wow. They, they, they had me call a family member, so I called my father. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the last I had contact with anyone for a while. Mm-hmm. So after that, they kind of like ripped off my clothes and put, put all the, the, the nodes on me. And then they put the two tubes down my throat. And then they put uh, anesthetic. And the next thing you know, um, I, I remember the weird part about the anesthetic is that I could still hear on the anesthetic, but I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the really scary part was that I could hear one of the nurses saying that I was coding. Oh, was wow. Coding and um, that this guy's about to die. What should I do? Then, then I knew it was getting really, really serious. Then I got really, really scared. And, I, and the problem is I couldn't even move because I wanted to tell them that I couldn't breathe with the two tubes on my throat. Right. So, and then after that, I don't, I was out for over two weeks. For over two weeks? Yeah, I, I was out from the fifth. I woke up, I woke up actually on my birthday of all days. I woke up <laughs> on the 22nd. They, 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 they were able to take the tubes out of my throat. But I really didn't regain consciousness until the 24th of April, which is actually my brother's birthday. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I know my friends told me, like, I, I was reborn or something like that because I woke up on my birthday. Was that, was that the brother who had brought the virus home whose birthday? Whose no, birthday no, no, no. That's my, that's my middle brother. Okay. My middle brother. <laughs> my middle brother, who I have to thank because he was in contact with the hospital probably the whole time. He's the one that got me on the plasma therapy that ultimately saved my life. Wow. So, so, so tell me about coming out of uh, all that time on a ventilator. I mean, uh, were you, uh, how were you, how were you feeling and, and were you totally disoriented? Um, and was, was, was it hard was for you to little, believe? I was a little disoriented. It, it's, it's hard because your, your family's not near you. Right. You know, so like, I'm, you're kind of alone in the hospital for, mm-hmm. sort of speaking. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, plus They've been pumping lots of drugs into you. They're they uh, they pumping Ativan and like propofol into, down my throat. So like, I'm, they're still like weaning me off the drugs at, right. while, while, I'm, while I'm conscious. So, I mean, I was still like a little not, not there. Um, mm-hmm. And I couldn't walk, which was mm-hmm. even more frustrating. You know, and then not even, you couldn't walk. You had to, you had to buzz the nurse for any, if you needed anything. I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. I felt kind of like helpless. You know, and then you're stuck in the room with nothing to do for mo- most of the day until uh, the physical therapist comes in. What were you telling yourself? What were you uh, doing to kind of mentally, emotionally get yourself through that, that period? You know what? I was telling myself that, you know, this is going to get better. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to see my family soon. I, mm-hmm. I, need to get, I need to get through this into the next step. Um, right. It helped, it helped that they had an iPad. In, in, in the rooms so mm-hmm. I could FaceTime with my family and, and see them that way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, soon enough, I was able to get my, my cell phone back and then I was able to get in contact with my friends. So it, it gave me some sense of socialization, you know? Right, right. 
So, so what? Uh, so you're off the ventilator. You're in the hospital. What what happens next? Um, they had a physical therapist come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, very short sessions. I mean, I think I had like 15, 20 minute sessions with her, only because she had to see the whole entire floor. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole COVID floor. Um, uh, but when I when I when she first met with me, I was barely able to walk from my bed to the door, mm-hmm. and I, I needed a walker to walk. Before I left, I was able to walk around the room. She she recommended I go to acute physical therapy, which I did at Kessler, Kessler uh, Institute for Rehabilitation. But other than that, I would I would just I laid in my bed all day long. You know, it's, uh, there's nothing else you can do. In the yeah. hospital. That's and I'm I'm in, in regular life I, I I don't like sitting down. I like I like to be doing something. Mm-hmm. So that was hard, that was hard for me being dead all the whole time. But you were able to keep in touch with your family, and I'm, I'm sure that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was able to FaceTime with them and call them if I needed anything. They came and brought some more clothes for me, and yeah, they, they even brought some food because you know hospital food sucks. <laughs> that that that's something that predated the pandemic and probably will go on forever. I mean, I, mean, I, I told I told the the nutritionist that they're. I'm in food service. I, I'm 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 like a catering manager, so I, uh-huh. I know about how how their system works. And I told yeah. the nutritionist, you guys could do much better food here. <laughs> if, it's, if it's if it's cost per meal, you you guys could do way better with yeah. your cost per meal. And yeah. she should she should agree with me, but she has no power over it. You you should, you should try to get a consulting gig out of all this. No, the, 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 I, you know what? My, my, my brother actually is in the industry of, of, you know, for hospitals and nursing homes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. He works for another part of my company, Compass. So he's, he says that they, they have their own thing over there. They, they, don't, they don't outsource to anyone. A quick break to encourage you to move. Physical activity is associated with a reduced risk of chronic disease, not to mention improved bone health, cognitive function, weight control, and overall quality of life. Simply put, more movement is the gateway to better health. Need some help to get going? Physical therapists are movement experts who use exercise, hands-on care, and patient education to help you meet your goals. You can contact a PT directly for an evaluation. Learn more and find a physical therapist near you at choosept.com. So, uh, Brian, you, uh, you, you left the hospital, as you said. You went to, to Kessler Institute for Rehabilitation, which is a, which is a nationally known facility. I'm, I'm familiar with it. I'm, I'm from New Jersey originally also. Yeah, okay. uh, but, um, so you went for extensive physical and uh, occupational therapy that included both individual and group sessions, and they, you were there for about a week. Um, yeah, I've heard that you were a very determined patient, and you ultimately walked out of there on your own. But can you talk about that period, sort of starting with the condition you were in when you got there and walking us through the types of services you received and the kinds of activities you engaged in while you were there. So when I got there, I was one of the youngest people in the COVID unit. And uh, from the start, I'm like, I, I felt like I didn't belong there, but I, I needed physical therapy. So when I started physical therapy, I, I saw a lot of people that are, that are way worse off than me because they, they actually have like real injuries, like they, they tore their ACL or they had a stroke and then, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it, it made me even more determined that I need, I need to work hard because I should be able to do this. Um, when I first started, like I said, I was, I was on a walker. Um, they, they made me do walking exercises and balance exercises with the walker. Um, occupa- with the occupational therapy, he made sure that I was able to get in and out of the shower correctly and, you know, mm-hmm. grooming. Um, what else? That they they were doing stuff with uh, my my not only my balance but like my coordination with my hands. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but from the walker, uh, when I, I got a little more comfortable and stronger, they moved me to the cane. Mm-hmm. That was I, I went. I think I got there on the the eighth. That was like a Thursday, April eighth, yeah. and you know May eighth. I think May. No, I left. No, I got to the thirtieth, and then that was a Thursday. And by I, Saturday, I was on a cane, and then by that Monday, I was able to walk without the cane. Wow. And then the, my even my physical therapist like that. It was it, it was a night and day from the Saturday to the Monday only because on the Sunday is a rest day at Kessler. But uh, I, my theory is if I'm at, if I'm in rehab, I should be rehabbing. So on Sunday, I did my own exercises in my own room by myself. <laughs> so on the seventh day, Brian did not rest. Now, why, why should I? If I want to get out of there, I have to work hard. Exactly, exactly. Well, and, and it sounds like uh, you, you, you really didn't have time to get frustrated. that You were making continuous progress while you were there. To be honest, I wanted to do more. But yeah. they only had three one-hour sessions. You met with a physical therapist and then the, a group session with another physical therapist and then the occupational. Mm-hmm. And, for, um, and then I think one, one day the, the doctor there recommended I see a speech therapist only because she thought there might have been damage to my throat for the, um, because of the two tubes on my throat. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of shape was your throat in after all that? I mean, you hear about people being on ventilators for a long time. I would think that would be very difficult on that, uh, on I that part. I don't think of I was bad. I don't think I was bad, but the, the doctor thought that my, my voice sounded hoarse. Mm-hmm. Um, in my personal opinion, I thought my voice sounded fine. It may have been a little hoarse, but I, I don't think there was any damage mm-hmm. done to my throat. I mean, I know a lot of people have been a, bit, a little long, much longer than the, the two weeks I was on it. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, did you uh, did you have opportunity to kind of get to know the other people on your ward while you were there? Um, I, I got to know like my roommate, but then he left. But it's kind of hard because sometimes you're put in different groups and you don't really interact with them. Sure. Because you're in your room most of the time. The only time you really interact with people is in group sessions. Right. Right. And the, the people I met there, the the ones I actually interacted with in the group sessions. They were there because of strokes, so they weren't there because of COVID. Not well, they're there because of COVID. They're, they had COVID, but I know the one guy, he went to the hospital for a stroke and got COVID while they were treating a stroke. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to a lot of people that they were in the hospital for other conditions and they contracted COVID while they were there. Yeah, so maybe, but but the way they have it set up, it's kind of hard to interact with the other other right. people on the floor because you're you're stuck in your room. Most right, yeah. they don't want you out of the room. Sure, <laughs> sure, I understand that. So, um, tell me about it. Once you got back home, uh, I understand that you were treated to kind of a, a special celebration. Can you tell us about that? Um, I have really, really nice, great friends, and they they uh, planned like a, a big parade celebration for me. So. I would say maybe a group of 20 friends mm-hmm. uh, got in their cars, they made signs, and they grouped up in the, the office building of mine, and then they paraded around my driveway like for 30 minutes to an hour. <laughs> and uh, I enjoyed it. My parents enjoyed it probably more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it, you know what? It, it, it made me realize how, how blessed I am with, with like, all the friends and family that love me and were praying for me while I was under. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, it might be interesting for our listeners to know that, that you have two friends who both happen to be physical therapists. And, and after getting your permission, uh, one of them uh, told us about your survival story, which is how we came to have you on the uh, on, on this uh, venue today. Uh, what advice, if any, have those uh, PT friends of yours given you as far as how best to get back uh, your strength and, and kind of uh, get try to get back to where you were? Like you said, I'm really lucky to have physical therapist friends. One of them actually came over to my place to actually evaluate me, and she helped me add to the exercises that I was already given from the, from Kessler. Mm-hmm. So she gave me more exercises. And then the, the, the physical therapist that's been in touch with you guys, Teresa, mm-hmm. uh, I had seen her a, a couple weeks after that, and she was able – she had seen how I was walking and wanted to give me more – she gave me more exercises to do as well. And she, she still is adding more exercises to the program for me. What kinds of exercises? What do you still need help with at this point? My core. Mm-hmm. My core. My core was weak. Mm-hmm. Um, my balance, which which has gotten much stronger, but like I, I feel like I'm 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 getting there. I'm, I'm feeling quite more more close to normal. I feel like I need to get evaluated again mm-hmm. to see how far I've progressed. And uh, later this week, I'm actually doing a post post interview with Kessler on the mm-hmm. 12th. That'll evaluate if I need post PT, which which I, I want to I want to do just just to see how far I've gotten. Speaking about how far you've gotten, uh, what are what are your goals, Brian? What are you most looking forward to being able to do again that maybe you're not able to do just yet? I want to be able to, to jog again and jog. Mm-hmm. I I think I can jog, but I haven't tried it yet. Um, Later today, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna attempt to swim. I have a pool at home, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do laps. I want to see how how my lungs are, and see how my motor capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to dance again, but I can't go out and dance. So. Well, dancing is a little bit of an issue for other reasons right now too. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, but I, I'm I'm getting there. I feel like I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you expect that this experience will uh, told you anything about your 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 health, or, or uh, is going to prompt you to change your health behaviors in any way? I, I feel like this experience is, is going to prompt me to to get a, a routine of exercising more. I, before this, I, I went to the gym occasionally, mm-hmm. but now I, I feel like I have uh, more of a drive to do it mm-hmm. to make more of a program for myself. I. I I feel I can't take that for granted. I just want to enjoy life as much as I can because, you know, it could end at any time. Well, do you also feel like um, uh, the, the physical condition you were in might have, uh, if you had been in better physical physical condition, that it might have helped you recover more easily? If I was in better, I don't know if I, if, to what is this? I don't mm-hmm. know if, if, I, if that would have mattered. Cause right, with, right. I've seen, I've seen stories of other people that, that were in peak physical condition, and then they got sick. And if you, if you don't use your muscles, right, they, they need to be rehabbed. Right. So either way. So, so from the perspective of, of where you are today, um, uh, Brian, do you feel like there are any uh, lessons or messages from your experience and, and those of your family about the, the seriousness of COVID-19 and, and the seeming randomness sometimes with, uh, of who it can affect most severely, especially given the fact that many Americans are saying now that they're, they're tired of uh, distancing restrictions and wearing masks, and, and a lot of people feel like the threat maybe is overblown? I feel like if there's anything I can impart to anyone is that 
you know, any, any, any person, regardless of age, sex or race, I'm, I'm a prime example. I, I was young. A lot of young people think this, that they can't get this disease, or if they do get this disease, that, they, that they're definitely going to beat it because I've, I'm, I'm relatively young and with really no underlying conditions, and I ended up having to go to the hospital and being on a ventilator. So right. I, I, I know a lot of my friends have been telling some of their other friends that, you know, you have to be careful. You, you have to socially distance. You, ha- you still have to abide by these rules because we don't know enough about this disease as it is. And it could be deadly. And it, it affects, it doesn't, it doesn't discriminate who it affects. <laughs> Obviously not, and you're, you're, you're proof of that. Mm-hmm. People need to realize if, if you do feel like you need to go to the hospital, you, sh- you shouldn't be afraid to go to the hospital too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, Brian DeCastro, thank you so much for joining us on Move Forward Radio. We really appreciate your sharing your perspectives and your experiences with us. Awesome. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guests is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Or find previous episodes at ChoosePT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at ChoosePT.com.